This is Jones Financial Talk with Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. When a part of your financial strategy is out of tune, your long-term goals, your retirement savings, and your legacy can all suffer. Nick provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding Social Security, retirement income planning, wealth management, and much more. Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now, here is Jones Financial Talk with your host, Nick Jones. Well, hello and welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. This is Nick Jones from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Listeners, as always, if you'd like more information about what you hear on our show today, I'd encourage you to reach out to us in a couple of different ways, either by giving us a call at 541-773-9567 or going to our website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. Lots of great information on our website, including all of our past radio shows, many, many topics that might interest you, and you can also subscribe to this program on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Now, listeners, over the last couple of weeks, we've been talking about a new book that I recently wrote and brought out called The Knowledgeable Retiree. And so far, we've covered many of the chapters in the book that might be of interest to you, like finding a financial professional and talking about your risk tolerance and how your assets, um, you know, compare to the categorization of what you're trying to accomplish with them. Um, And then last week, we recently talked about transitioning from the growth phase to the distribution phase of your retirement plan. And um, today, we're going to talk about leaving a legacy, a very, very important part that can't be missed and that we definitely need to discuss. Before we talk about leaving a legacy, though, let me bring in my co-host, Tony Shore, who uh, will help us with this topic today. How are you doing, Tony? I am doing great, Nick. I'm so excited for the show today because I I love the fact that we're working through your book and uh, that you have a new book out. Uh, Our listeners can get a copy. I know it's available on Amazon, but they can also call for our listeners. They can call to get a complimentary copy, and all they have to do is pick up the phone. What's that number one more time? Yep, it's 541-773-9567. All right, sounds good. Now, uh, Nick, I have been great. I'm enjoying some of the uh, spring weather, trying to get outside a little bit more. How about you? What's going on over there? Yeah, it's been a busy, very, very busy part of the year. Obviously, Uh, the market has been extremely volatile this year, and so we have been getting in front of many clients and talking to them about how to help them in in these times Um, and... and, um, obviously discuss many, many important topics like the one today, leaving a legacy, for instance. Yeah, exactly. So legacy planning, that's a big part of even overall uh, financial and retirement planning. Obviously, it's one of the main reasons people save money and invest money, uh, not only to live on in retirement, but also we want to leave a legacy and everybody has a legacy. That's not just something for royalty or wealthy people. Uh, you do have a need an estate plan or a legacy plan in place, don't you? Uh, you are exactly correct. And that was one of the main points that I actually made uh, in this chapter of the book, because everybody has the ability uh, to, to, to leave a legacy. And, and the, the key is doing that uh, correctly uh, to benefit your beneficiaries the most possible, right? And so there are two main kind of topics when, when you're thinking about legacy planning. 
Obviously, one is legacy planning, and let's talk a little bit more about that, but it's also estate planning, and they are slightly different. Um, <clears throat> you know, estate planning typically involves figuring out the most creative ways and efficient ways to pass assets on to your beneficiaries. Like, you know, who is going to get what and, and when are they going to get those things? And, and legacy planning involves protecting as much of the benefits that you can while you're living, uh, along with efficiently passing those assets on to the beneficiaries and, when, and what the legacy is going to look like for them eventually. Sure. So there is a difference in legacy and estate planning. I'm glad you brought that up. Um, uh, I always just equate the two and think they mean exactly the same thing, but uh, uh, there is a little bit of a difference there, uh, but it is important to have that as part of your overall retirement plan, isn't it? To have a legacy plan in place. For sure. And so I think about these in a couple of different ways that we'll kind of outline on today's show, but you know, obviously these are very similar, uh, but the, one of them is much more uh, legally oriented on the uh, estate planning side. And we'll talk about wills and trusts and things like that today. And then the other is the account management side and solution side, which is the legacy planning part. Because once you kind of peel back the layers of, of what's important when you consider what's going to happen, um, you know, at your death, there are many, many things that you can do uh, to plan for that and make it easier for, for your beneficiaries, Tony. Sure. Well, that's, that's the whole key, right? You don't want to leave your loved ones in a bad situation, your spouse or your children or your grandchildren. You don't want to leave them in a bad situation. You want to make sure that you have all your I's dotted, your T's crossed. And I know that's why chapter four in your book uh, covers leaving a legacy. And I think that's important. Uh, now, these legacies can even vary from state to state. So in Oregon, uh, obviously, there are different tax implications that you need to be concerned about, too. I mean, there's a state tax and you might want to take taxes into consideration because you don't want to leave your loved ones with a tax burden, right? You know, that's that's funny that you bring it up because that was definitely one of the main topics I wanted to cover today. And so we might as well just jump into that um, right now, Tony. Sure, I didn't and, mean it, to jump the gun on you. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's totally fine. You you are correct. And in about 11 or 12 of the states, uh, 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 you know, in our country, there are some steep uh, estate tax penalties um, th that go along with having assets. And Oregon, unfortunately, has one of the lowest thresholds, and that starts at a million dollars. So mm. your total assets, if they're valued over a million dollars, are subject to an estate tax in, in this beautiful state of Oregon. And uh, that starts at around 10% mm. and can get as high as 16% wow. of the value of the estate that's above a wow. million dollars. Okay, so it, that could it is, add up. Um, that's real money to you and I. It sure can. A lot of people ask me about, you know, the the federal limits and those are extremely high still today. Those are sure. closer to 11 and a half to 12 million. And so for most people, that's not as big of an issue federally to think about an estate tax. But depending on the state you live in, this can have a huge effect on how you plan. And that is exactly why uh, th this is such an important part of, of the book to talk about when we think about estate planning. Yeah, well, that's huge. And obviously it's funny because uh, everything uh, about uh, income planning, retirement planning, uh, financial planning, uh, taxes always seem to come up. <laughs> they do. And so uh, legacy planning, I guess, is no exception. You do have to worry about tax implications. And that's why you should not do this alone. You need to work with a financial services professional who's, who works alongside tax professionals to say, hey, 
let's look at your own individual tax situation and your own individual financial situation, because this is something even more so than other things you do, you know, obviously investments and things like that. Legacy planning really depends on the person's or the couple's situation, right? I mean, uh, it it varies from couple to couple. It's never exactly the same. You are, you are definitely correct. And, you know, uh, I have worked a lot in the last couple of years with uh, a really, really good software program that we have that can help estimate what the taxes are for estates, uh, especially in the state of Oregon. And it's it's just staggering the differences that can occur if you don't think through it. And let me give you a perfect example, Tony. I actually sat down with a client uh, earlier this week and, you know, today their estate with all of their assets is valued somewhere around $3 million. Okay. And, um, when we were taking a look at the projections and what their estate tax could be, depending on how much growth they have between now and when they pass away, their uh, beneficiaries are going to be left with a tax bill of somewhere between two hundred and five hundred thousand dollars. Wow! And so think about that. If if you have uh, any assets that are above a million dollars today, you know that they're going to continue to grow. Because right. most people own real estate, most people own investments, and sure. t- traditionally, all of these things continue to increase over time. And so, it's important to get a snapshot in time today of what it would be if something happened. But most people are planning for the future, and so you definitely have to project out some of the growth rates mm. when you think about how much this is going to be. But I, I, right. I couldn't believe it. You know, the the jaw just dropped uh, for the clients when I said you're going to potentially lose maybe. Two hundred to five hundred thousand dollars in just an estate tax, just because you pass away in the state of Oregon. Mm. That is, that's something else. So there are things you can do to help with that if you plan ahead, right? Definitely, definitely. And so <clears throat> some of the things that you can do, Tony, um, involve you know gifting strategies, sure. Right. So while you're alive, you have the ability on an annual basis to gift. This year, it's up to $16,000 that you can gift out of your estate to um, to anybody. Um, and you can actually, if you want to, front load that for five years and, and do five times that for the next five-year period, basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and so a lot of people look at gifting strategies, and sometimes they set up different um, you know, ownership options, like in trusts, irrevocable trusts, for instance, where... They start gifting things away to their to their kids or, or beneficiaries so that they can uh, make sure that they get the most bang for the buck and, and don't sure. have to pay as much in estate taxes, right? Yeah. Yeah. Good point. Yeah, that's true. And, you know, charitable contributions, things like that. And, and it's funny, you talk about taxes, uh, especially in retirement and retirement funds that you're trying to pass along. You know, you've got IRAs, uh, 401ks and IRAs, and if something should happen to you, uh, what happens to those? You have beneficiaries listed on those accounts, and that's who it's going to go to. Um, yeah, and, and and that's right? actually the the nice, clean thing about uh, investments. Uh, as long as you have those correct beneficiaries written on your paperwork before you pass away, then then investment law is very black and white, and who the money goes to. Yeah. Whoever is listed as the beneficiary gets the money. It has doesn't matter. The will doesn't come into play. There's no probate on that. It goes to the beneficiary. That right? is correct. That yeah. is exactly correct. And so um, it's important to continue to review those 
op options with your advisors on a regular basis to make sure that the correct people that you want in place on these accounts yeah. uh, are, are set, right? I mean, there's been um, some horror stories, right? Like people have been divorced for 20 years. They now have a, a new wife that they've had for 20 years and a family, and that's who they wanted to go to, but they forgot to update some accounts with the beneficiary designation. So after they pass, that'll go to whoever was on there, even if it's the ex-spouse, you know, somebody maybe uh, a husband or wife they were only married to for a year or two, right? Exactly, exactly. And and it can just have a huge detrimental effect on not only uh, the survivor that you're trying to leave the money to, but also just uh, make a serious uh, issues for fi family dynamics when things like yeah. that occur. And so really tough. Uh, you, you, just, you just really, really have to review that uh, in great depth. And, and you know, Tony, you talked about taxes a little bit earlier. Really, depending on who is in office and how things are changing as a result of what politicians do, um, it has a, a huge effect on some assets that people are going to pass on to their heirs. And so you mentioned, you know, IRA planning and beneficiary planning for IRAs. And so it has become so complicated to try to figure out what you have to do if you inherit an IRA, for instance, uh, depending on your specific situation. And so, sure. um, you know, uh, 10 years ago or so, if you, if you were a spouse and, and your, your, um, you know, your husband or wife passed away, you inherited their IRA and you got to stretch it over your lifetime. And that that is still the case today. But really where it comes into play here is when somebody that is not your spouse inherits the IRA. OK, and so in certain situations, uh, whoever's been in office has has made rules like the fact that you have to distribute all the money out of that IRA within a five year window. You can't today, stretch the IRA over a lifetime unless you're a spouse, right? That's exactly correct. Yeah. And today, used if, to be able if, to, you could stretch an IRA like a, a, your child or a grandchild or a, you know, uh, a daughter, son or daughter. You know, you could uh, they could stretch your IRA over their lifetime. That's right. And you know, today, um, when Trump left office, he changed that with the CARES Act to be a ten-year window. Meaning, if you are a non-spousal beneficiary, you have to distribute the money out over a ten-year period rather than a five-year period. And clearly the reason why we need to talk about this and discuss it is because if there's a large sum of money in the IRA, or even if there's not, um, if you have to take all of that money out in a short period of time, it's going to add taxes to your own personal situation. And you're going to lose a lot more of it as a result of that and not keep it in your own pocket. Right. And so um, those little planning things with leaving a legacy are extremely important. Um, you know, another thing, Tony, with IRAs while we're on that topic is a lot of people just assume, oh, I have a trust. I'll make the trust the beneficiary of the IRA. And I have talked to many, many local estate uh, planning attorneys, and that is typically one of the worst things to do from a tax standpoint. Not necessarily a control standpoint, which we'll talk about later, but a tax standpoint, because trusts don't get the same benefits as spouses and they don't get the same benefits as other you know, real person beneficiaries on uh, individual retirement accounts, for instance. That's interesting. And there are a lot of nuances that you need to know about. Obviously, that's why you need to be working with a financial services professional such as yourself. Now, let's take a quick break. But before we do, let our listeners know how they can get a copy of this book so they can go over this and set up a consultation. Sure thing. I'd, I'd love for them to give us a call to get a copy of The Knowledgeable Retiree for sure. They can do that at 
888-998-9567 or go online to jonesfinancialtalk.com and uh, send us a message with uh, that request, Tony. All right. Yeah. Jonesfinancialtalk.com. Check it out. And listeners, stay tuned. We'll be right back with more of Jones Financial Talk and our host, Nick Jones, right after this. In today's volatile environment, making sure your assets are properly aligned with your financial goals has never been more important. Money can go up or down in value, and it may pose a risk if it isn't properly managed to serve a specific purpose in a comprehensive plan. If you've ever thought that maybe too much of your assets were exposed to market risk, you owe it to yourself and your retirement to check out the Color of Money Risk Analysis. The first step is getting your assets aligned with your goals. At Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, we use the simple 11-question survey to help gain insight into your financial profile. Armed with your score, we can help you make decisions about your asset allocation in retirement. To learn more about this valuable self-assessment, visit us at jonesfinancialtalk.com or call us today at 541-773-9567. And welcome back to Jones Financial Talk. I'm your co-host, Tony Shore. I'm here with our host, Nick Jones. And Nick, today we're talking about leaving a legacy. And what a great topic. Uh, I think uh, it's a fantastic one, and it's chapter four in your book, The Knowledgeable Retiree. That's right. The Knowledgeable Retiree by Nick Jones is now available, and our listeners can get their very own copy. All they have to do is pick up the phone and give you a call. What's that number, Nick? Yep, it's at 541-773-9567. All right. Thanks, Nick. Now, uh, where were we with this? We had talked about the tax implications of leaving a legacy, and that's a huge part of it. And there are so many ins and outs and laws to know. You got to be working with financial professionals, uh, a financial services professional, tax professionals to make sure that you're doing things correctly and you don't want to make a mistake there because that, that can is- be very costly for you or your loved ones, your family. And, and you are right, Tony. And, you know, that brings us to kind of what I was, was um, alluding to at the end of our last uh, last break, which was, um, you know, estate planning attorneys locally and how they can help you. And and a lot of people assume that if they go to an estate planner, uh, uh, you know, attorney to help them write a will or a trust that they can just kind of set it and forget it. Right. But that's not the case, because over the years, many things change in tax law. Many things change with um, how things are going to be distributed out of out of our assets, um, depending on, like I said, taxes or who's in office, for instance. And so you have to review that on a regular basis with your financial advisor. And and the financial advisor that you work with should have a a pretty good in-depth knowledge of wills and trusts. Clearly, they're not going to be the one that probably writes it, but they're going to be the one that, that gives you the opportunity to think through the important topics that you would want to review with your estate planning attorney. And and a lot of people just say, well, I have a will or I have a trust and it's fine. And 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 why why do I need to go back and get it reviewed? And like I said, we have just so many things that happen in life that complicate you know everything. And and so you need to review it regularly. Yeah, for sure. Now, um, you work alongside estate planning attorneys there uh, that you work with with Jones and Associates to help your clients, right? We sure do. And most of the time, we refer clients out. Um, to talk about the the desire to either have or update either the will or the trust, right? And, and sure. a lot of people assume, well, I need this one for this reason, but that's not always the case. And we just talked about it today. Like, for instance, 
if the majority of your assets are basically in investment accounts and you have the beneficiaries established correctly for who you want to get the money, then there's really maybe not a need to have um, a very complex will or trust in place because wills and trusts mostly are going to help you in situations with real property or other things that you can't put a beneficiary on easily, right? And and I talk with this uh, with many of our clients on, on, our, on a very, very regular basis. And one simple way to consider this and think through if you need a will or a trust, if you get to that point, is what you want to happen when you pass away. And, you know, trusts usually cost um, two or three times what wills do. And there's a lot of reason for that and a lot of good reason. It's because the attorney that you're working with is going to do a lot of the upfront work right? To, to make sure that things are distributed correctly and give you an opportunity to just make things a lot cleaner um, at, at your death. Um, and, and with a will, for instance, you know, you your estate probably will go through what's called probate, which we'll talk about here in a second. And it, what it does is it gives a judge the opportunity or the court system an opportunity to try to figure out what you meant in your will. And it just takes a lot longer for yeah. uh for, for the you know the estate to be settled right yeah well and i know that uh it, it's interesting because you you even say this in the book that uh you know at jones and associates you guys provide everything in house that including insurance tax and investment advice and uh, social security medicare uh, you have all the bases covered with uh, most of the parts of the planning process but Obviously, there are some things that you have to send out, and estate planning attorneys is is one of them uh, to get these things done. Obviously, wills and trusts are huge. You mentioned those, uh, and you want to make sure you're doing it right to avoid as much probate as possible, right? You don't want all your money to go when you after you pass. Number one, you don't want to leave your uh, estate in a or your legacy. Uh, in in a shambles or leave a lot of work for your loved ones, your spouse or your children. Uh, so you want to make sure everything's in order and uh, avoid as much mon- of that money going to attorneys and the courts as possible, right? Exactly, exactly. And so you have to plan for that. And like l- like I like to uh, explain to most of our new clients, you know, you want to sit down with your financial advisor and talk through all the differences and what you maybe should be asking the attorney before you go and get that structured so that you have a good, a good idea, you know, and, um, to, to give, uh, our listeners a little bit of information, you know, Tony. So most of the time people, uh, organize what are called revocable living trusts and they are uh, often promoted as a very effective alternative to probate. And, you know, even though Oregon's probate system here is relatively simple and inexpensive, many people seek an even quicker and easier mechanism for transferring their assets of a deceased person to the beneficiaries of that person. And and revocable living trusts often serve that purpose perfectly. And, and that's why you should consider those for sure. Uh, again, it comes back to with financial accounts, having those beneficiary designations updated, like you said before. That is crucial. And I know you make sure that you bring that up with your clients and are reviewing these things on a regular basis, right? Definitely, definitely. And, you know, Tony, the majority of what we've discussed so far on the show today is in the bucket of what I would call estate planning. 
you know, getting the legal documents in place, making sure that you've you've gone through um, the exercise of trying to figure out exactly how you want things to be. And usually that's going to that's going to, uh, you know, need uh, assistance from an attorney yeah. outside of your financial planning firm. But uh, to get back to legacy planning a little bit before we're, uh, our show is over, you know, there are many things that you now consider after you figure out some of the estate planning issues to help with the legacy plan of giving your beneficiaries the most that you can at your passing, right? We talked a little bit earlier about that example of what the estate tax bill would be on a $3 million state here in Oregon. And uh, we started by talking about gifting strategies, which are very effective. Uh, But there are, are also many other alternatives and solutions that you should be considering and talking to your financial advisor about, like life insurance options, for instance, Um, you know, and and the differences there. I mean, most people think about life insurance and they think about just one specific type, which is term insurance. But that's not what I'm talking about here for legacy planning. I'm talking about guaranteed life insurance that will help cover some bills or will help cover some estate taxes at death. And there are many different types and many different reasons why you would choose the different types of insurances to help with that. And so some of them that I outline in my book are things like index universal life insurance. Okay. And also asset-based care, which comes up a lot. And many people, uh, sometimes view insurance as something that, you know, you pay a small amount for, for a catastrophe and the possibility of using a term insurance policy, for instance, in our country is somewhere between four and 5%. And that's why insurance companies, don't go broke, right? Uh, they take in they take in claims from many many investors and only have to pay out about four or five percent of those claims for term insurance. But what I'm talking about here is with guaranteed insurance solutions, somebody's going to get the benefit of the money that you pay in. Okay, and so for instance, if you knew that you had uh, an estate tax bill coming your way of somewhere between two hundred and fifty and five hundred thousand dollars. So the point that I'm really trying to make here, Tony, with different guaranteed insurance solutions is there's many different reasons why you would want to use those. Uh, And some of them obviously are for things like estate taxes, like we've discussed today, that are guaranteed. So if you're paying into a policy, you expect to get a benefit eventually. And those options are definitely available where you don't just feel like you're throwing away money to get no return. Uh, Your beneficiaries are the ones that are going to get a nice return if needed for, uh, for these purposes. Okay. Yeah. That's huge. Obviously, you know, that's what the problem people have with some insurance, they pay in, pay in, and then uh, that money goes nowhere. And if they never use it, they don't get it back. Uh, but, uh, it's really important to have a policy that where it can, some of that can be passed on to your loved ones or your family. So I know there's so many different options out there. We're out of time for today's show. It just flew by. But if our listeners have questions about that or want to know what options are best for them, how can they get a hold of you, Nick? Sure thing. So they can just simply reach out to us online at jonesfinancialtalk.com or give us a call at 541-773-9567. Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Nick Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com. 
fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions, a registered investment advisor in the state of Oregon. Insurance products and services are offered through Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions. Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions and Jones & Associates Insurance Solutions are affiliated companies. Nick Jones, Herstel Jones, and Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the Social Security Administration or any other government agency. All matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only. Each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone. Materials presented are believed to be from reliable sources and no representations can be made as to its accuracy. All ideas and information should be discussed in detail with one of our qualified representatives prior to implementation.